When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What's going on, everybody? Brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast, the only complex sports podcast that your man shops. Zion Adam with me with a very special guest this week. We are so excited. Our friend, complex sports friend, Joy Taylor from The Herd, Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Joy, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me again, guys. Good to see you. Forgot Miami Heat super fan, Joy Taylor. Yes. <laughs> Fresh off the win. Yes. Fresh off enjoy, the win. En- enjoy the good vibes while it lasts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a... I'm gonna ignore that shade, but yes. Well, no, no, it's called that's um, called keeping a real joy. Let's 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 <laughs> let's not let's not talk at a turn here, okay? That was one win that you guys got. Gentleman sweep is coming up shortly, so just enjoy the win while it lasts. That's right. I mean, can I? Everyone, uh, yeah, you, you know. can, but like, let's let's be real here. The Lakers played like absolute garbage in Game Three. Absolute yes, garbage. But but <laughs> like, let's pretend we're in real life right now, okay. right? Which we're not. They're supposed to lose game three. Like, they're supposed to win the first two games. They're supposed to lose game three. I'm a realistic human being, okay? So I I know that we're up against it. We were up against it before, and now we don't have Bam or Goran. So, yeah. I mean, that was a a great morale win. Jimmy Butler had an all-time finals performance. Uh, He was unbelievable. Dragged them to a victory. And, yeah, the Lakers played – pretty uninspired and Anthony Davis needs to put up better numbers. LeBron had a, you know, game high in turnovers. So that's probably not going to happen again, but can I, I mean, can I enjoy it before you guys remind me? that? Like, <laughs> we'll give it to you. Fine. I'm not, I'm not ready to, 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 to cancel this already, but joy, let's ask is, can Miami make this an actual series? Like, can it get to where, cause the Lakers didn't sound very concerned afterwards. LeBron was like, Oh, we're fine. All this. Can it get to a level where LeBron is concerned? Well, okay, so what's what is an actual series? Like six games is an actual series, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, Anything so yeah. that's not a sweep or gentleman sweep. Right. So, yes, I think the Heat could win one more game. Does that mean that LeBron and the Lakers should be afraid? Probably not. I mean, we saw – we all watched the first two games. The Lakers are the best team in the West, um, having – Having beat Milwaukee, I think it's fair to say they're the best team in the league. They should be here. They should win. So, yes. Do I think that he could win another game to make it a series? Yes, of course. Do I Do I actually think that's going to happen? No. I think the Lakers are going to win the next two games. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I think can happen. I think that he could win one more game and make it a series. Honestly, I'm comfortable with one win. Right. I'm comfortable. I have, I have a really important question. What is the more vapid fan base? the LA Lakers or the Miami Heat? Because if you go to Staples Center, you go to American Airlines Arena, it is just nothing but people there to pop photos for the gram and just revel in the <laughs> fact they're there for the environment. So what is the more vapid fan base? I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Lakers, but you tell me otherwise. You know, it's tough. I guess I would say, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to say the Lakers because I don't think that all Lakers Joy, fans you go to really- you go to Lakers games. Come on. I do, but here's the thing. I don't like to be fan police. 
right? Because I grew up in Pittsburgh and nobody ever questions the loyalty or dedication of, of Pittsburgh fans, right? Maybe pirates, but I mean, come on, it's pirates. So, you know, Pittsburgh is a legit sports town. So I, I know those kinds of fans and I know Miami fans and Lakers fans. And at the end of the day, like the, the sports police thing is this, it's kind of like enjoy sports however you want to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you have to like prove you're the best fans. I know Lakers fans are out of their minds, the most loyal fans. You can't tell them nothing about their, their Lakers. And then you've got, you know, like Instagram models who are there, you know, <laughs> that's the entire <laughs> lower bowl of Staples Center. Right, but they, those tickets are hella expensive. Uh, touche, you know what touche. I'm so I, I feel them, you know? And that's no knock on Instagram models who go to Lakers games. It's fun to go to Lakers games. But that's the thing. Like, the Heat have an actual club inside the arena. I've yes. been there many times. There's hella people inside the club in the <laughs> arena. <laughs> like, so they're just not in their seats. They're still there. So, I, I don't know. I just think it's also like the city. You know, Miami is a place people want to go. When they go out, they want to have fun. They want to kick it. You know, Lakers, the same way. There's a, there's so many things to do in Los Angeles and in Miami. There's so many fun places you can actually watch the game mm -hmm. in L.A. and Miami. It's hard to compare that to, say, Pittsburgh, where, like, you know, I love Pittsburgh. I was born and raised there. But, like, you know, if you were like, oh, like, let's go watch the Steelers game in a club, they'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> they have clubs oh, in Pittsburgh? My my question is how much does my so how no. much does Miami care about the Marlins right now out of ten? Is it is it up to five? Yeah, I would say it's. Um, I mean, the sports fans in Miami are really loyal to yeah, to yeah. Miami sports teams, so I will give them that. The Marlins, I mean, man, the Marlins is just that's an organization. Hey, they, like, they've never lost a playoff series, Joy. Let's let's be nice. To, <laughs> they're super successful. Dolphins of late. I love the Marlins. I love when the Marlins are doing well. I've just like Marlins fans, you know, to their credit, have been a little traumatized. Okay. <laughs> like, and the, I, I really feel like the Miami Marlins organization is single-handedly responsible for, for billionaires having to pay for their own stadiums <laughs> from now on. So like, yeah. let's not forget, you know, There's, what, what, what happened there with that, with that that's, park. That in, stadium uh, in does Lincoln not belong Atlanta. where it is. We we have two Yankees fans here. No Jeter slander is gonna gonna flame. No oh, Jeter can, slander. No, you can flame Jeter. It's okay. He, he no no he no no no. Yes, Relax. he does. He deserves criticism no for what slander. he's done in Miami. A million percent. He just got them to the playoffs. No. <laughs> yeah, but they're tearing down, and what they've done to some of the personnel down there, and how they've gone about their business has been a little shady and a little suspect here. Give it five so. years. Trust the process. Let's, let's. It hasn't been great, but I'm happy for them. Uh, that was a nice nice start to their their playoff run. I would say Miami fans are definitely excited for the Marlins, but it's also like sports overload right now. Like how can happening. you even decide where to spend your time? Like I've got th like three screens up at the same time, <laughs> trying to keep track of everything. Um, so it's, it, it's a lot for, for everyone right now, which is a good thing because five months without sports, I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, inject it into me. So it's, it's good, but it's 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 hard for every fan base right now to keep track of everything, especially if you're in Miami, you know, because we're in the playoffs, and two, two teams in the playoffs, you know, so it's a lot. Let's let's go back to the finals. You mentioned Jimmy Butler, historic game three performance. Where, and I'm asking everybody because we've debated about this. Adam, Adam, we've all debated about it. Where does Jimmy Butler currently rank in the NBA? Because, you know, people love to do this. The top 10 discussions. I think he's always been borderline 10, 15, but he's doing stuff that, you know, he's, he's really putting a stake to it. 
I think Jimmy is cementing a big part of his legacy right now with this finals run and with the heat. And I think next year will be even more interesting because Tyler Hero is not going to be a rookie anymore. Nunn's not going to be a rookie anymore. The team's going to look a little bit different. Bam, Goran will be back healthy. And the Heat, you know, we they'll we, have Giannis. And, they'll have Giannis. Well, they'll have Giannis, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but it's just going to look different. And the East is going to look different next year. Because mm-hmm. yep. everyone seems to just, like, forget Kevin Durant exists. Thank I mean, you. We got, we got reminded about it this week because Kyrie you. decided to do what he did. But... <laughs> Like I'm a big KD fan and Kyrie for that matter. I think that the Nets are going to be unbelievable next year. Like, I don't even think we're going to be really talking about the Bucks like that next year. It's, mm. it's going to be. As long as they be believe Nets. that, you know, Steve Nash is a head coach and that they just don't. Yeah. And also Katie's you know. coming back from Achilles injury. Kyrie gets injured every 10 games. There'll be some other controversy to blow things apart in Brooklyn. So let's slow your roll there, young Zion, the, the, the uh, Nets super fan that we have in this podcast. Relax, relax. We're going. You know, you just heard from an expert. The Nets oh, are going to, to be clear. It's going to be a royal bleep show, but they're going to no, be. You can really say it's shit good. show. It's a shit show. It's going to be a shit show. Joe. You can say it. <laughs> it is, but like they're going to be really good though. And Katie yeah, is going to be, be fine. Good. The Achilles thing does not concern me at all. Kyrie yeah. obviously is a little more injury prone, but. Yeah. I mean, what they were able to do in the bubble was impressive without with no one there. So but back to Jimmy Butler, I think that, that this particular finals run is really going to cement him as a as a star in the league. He's mm-hmm. completely changed his his image and reputation as far as not being able to carry a team, because clearly he showed that last night, not mm-hmm. being a leader, not being a good teammate. He just needed to be in an organization that understands excellence. And that's just, that's what the heat <laughs> are. Like, uh, I don't want to hear about heat culture. Heat culture. No, no, no heat culture talk in this podcast. <laughs> so sick of it. Listen, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's clearly <laughs> a thing. It's clearly oh, a thing. Sick of I mean, it here. Every telecast, we got to hear about heat culture. Unless you're a Lakers fan, I don't want to hear any slander right now because all y'all teams are at home on the couch watching it just like you are. Oh, so, that's, that's so, really cool. You're not I only want to hear it from Lakers fans. Like and right said, now, I'm allowed to have my two days until go. the next game, all right? Because we just we just served up that L for you. So the reality <laughs> is this. I, I, do, I am a Heat fan, okay? So obviously I'm mm-hmm. impartial. But I'm also a Pat Riley zealot. There and I'm kind of a hybrid like Pat Riley, because I come from the Northeast. Like I'm, I come, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I grew up in a blue collar town. Sorry, I'm in Los Angeles. There's sirens every five seconds. Um, so I really believe in like the old school, you know, hard work, teamwork, you know, selflessness. But I also think that you can be a superstar while doing that. So I, that, that's kind of like the Heat's mantra. They're very, very good personnel wise. They're super loyal, super loyal. Like that's that's their thing that's why you see guys like ud <laughs> still there like that's yeah. a that's, that is a thing and and it's not that you know you need stars to win everyone in this league needs stars to win even the teams that have stars are not there the clippers you know what i'm saying <laughs> i have a lot of respect for what the clippers did this year but they fell apart at the end so i i do think that culture does matter and the heat do have a good culture um it, it is a thing you you brought up tyler hero this i've never seen a uh a player who's probably about to get turned on by the mass, the masses as quick as Tyler hero. He, because it always happens. It, the come up is great. So popular. And then people start to hate you. I think it's going to happen so quick with Tyler hero. Oh, for sure. But he's <laughs> built for that. And, and coincidentally, so are the heat, the heat are yeah. an organization that's totally comfortable being the villains. 
Um, it's part of the reason why LeBron left. It's no shade, but that's just the truth. LeBron is the type of player that likes to be loved. Well, Joy, and- as a Cavs fan, as a Cavs fan, that situation in 2014 Cleveland was just looking better. I think that's why he left. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no, nothing is one reason, but yeah, like, yeah, yes, true, of course, true. of course he was going to the heat because Wade and Bosch were going there and Pat Riley and mm-hmm. like, they'd already won a championship. So it's a different level of organization than the Cavs. But the reason that he went back to Cleveland's a big reason, other than obviously the injuries and some other factors were that he was the, he was hated. Like the Heat were hated. Everyone in the entire country hated the Miami Heat. And it was partially because of the decision. And it was partially because of that press conference extravaganza, not one, <laughs> not two, not three, not four. So I get it, but like, I'm cool with that. I don't, you can, I mean, hate me if you want to. We're on top. I'm, I don't mind, but nobody hates yeah. anybody that's losing. So there's a thing yeah. to it. Like he's with the Lakers now, but the Lakers are a different kind of organization. People don't really hate the Lakers. Like even Celtics fans, they might hate the Lakers, but there's a there's a healthy respect for the Los Angeles Lakers. Like no one was happy when the Lakers were a tragedy before LeBron got, got there. Like no one in the, in the business was like, yes, the Lakers are finally falling apart. Like Lakers, <laughs> get it together. You're a big part of our business. You're the, one of the biggest brands in all of sports. It's not good when the, the Lakers are down, the Yankees are down, the Knicks for – no, 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 no. It's all good when the Knicks are Well, see, the thing about the Knicks is we don't know if it's good or not because they're just always down. Yeah, I shouldn't even have brought up the Knicks. But <laughs> the point is, the point is, Tyler here will be, Hero will be okay because he's, he's thriving in this situation, and part of that is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the type of player who doesn't yeah. mind being hated, and he's, he's, he's bringing Hero along like within that structure. As long as Hero keeps playing well, he'll be fine. I don't think he mm-hmm. minds being the villain, but you got to keep winning. You got to keep playing well. No, that's all very true. Adam hates the Lakers, by the way, though. Adam Adam was so no, no, heartbroken no, 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 when the no, Clippers no. lost. You, you <laughs> again, for the nine million time, you keep putting words in my mouth. I don't necessarily hate the Lakers, although I, you know, when I was out in LA, I'm now back in New York. I had a better working relationship with the Clipper organization for a lot of reasons. And also, as I said earlier in the podcast, when you go to Staples Center and go to a Lakers game, it is insane how all these people are there just to be seen and go to the Champions Club down below and pop off photos for the gram. Half of the arena doesn't give a shit about the game. So it's like, it's, it's Los like, Angeles. I know, I know. Again, you have to give perspective and like, you know, and, and know what you're dealing with. But like, it's quasi annoying. And now listen, as a Knicks fan, the garden has become that too. It's become mad corp and people go there just to show off and, and have expense accounts and stuff like that. But the Laker fandom, like there are, there's a passionate fan base in LA and all and everywhere else. But like when you go to an actual game at Staples Center, it feels just a kind of little like I don't know, uh, you know, watered down or just like not the true fandom there. So that's kind of like the disconnect I have um, with with the purple and gold supporters. And you hate LeBron? No, I, I, I don't hate LeBron. No, and again, another false narrative from Young Zion down there. I do not hate LeBron. <laughs> LeBron is incredible. He's he's the second greatest player of all time, and we are witnessing greatness, and we should appreciate that. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I was very salty when LeBron left Miami, um, mainly because he went back to Cleveland and I just had no respect for the way that they acted when he left. I thought it was egregious the way that they behaved. Um, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what you're talking about. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> you, you remember fully pal. <laughs> but now that he's in LA, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, I just want to appreciate watching one of the greatest athletes of all time finished his career. And if he, you know, if he wins in another championship over my heat, like I can, I can live with that. He's playing unbelievable basketball 
And like, mm -hmm. look, he's never gonna pass Michael Jordan to me. Um, he's not gonna pass Michael Jordan, period. And that's fine. All like, right, all right. These Slow two, down. these two Slow will argue down. differently over here. Slow down. He, LeBron James is going to pass Michael Jordan. Just listen, if if we give if we give LeBron James about three to four more years, let's say he wins two, two to three more titles, how do you not put him over Jordan? Two to three more titles? He's that's already big, got one. That's a big if. That's a big he's if. Though. He's already got one coming on Thursday. Two to three more titles. Yeah. What's Joe, wrong with that? They're going to be favorites Joe, Joe, next year, too. Excuse the ignorance of youth over there, okay? He's, he's they're, literally gonna be, too young. they're literally going to be favorites next year. Are they not? They're not They're not going to be favorites. And they have the cap space to add more to their team. So, like, it's not like... I, no, I understand, like, I understand that you're saying that's what has to happen. I'm just trying to figure out how. We I mean, just talked about KD. Has mm -hmm. everyone forgotten that the Warriors exist? Like the... I don't feel comfortable making almost any predictions about next season because <laughs> yeah. we have no idea. And I and I I'm the biggest LeBron fan there is. We have no idea what's going to happen in the NBA next but, season because but we have based off the results. They are the I best mean, but, team coming into next season. We Going we could have a season. sixty game season next year. We have no idea what's going to happen with that. I just I, I, I Zion, you're a little wild two, with the two to three. Two to three is not crazy. Danny Danny Green looks like he has two to three more games left in him. But not Avery Bradley, three. Avery Bradley's coming back next year. It doesn't even matter. But like he has one more, he has one more to get to get to two to three. Why is that crazy? Uh, I think wow. I just I I it's just three is probably the number he would have to get to to like officially pass Jordan in everyone's minds. Like if he wins three more championships. I probably will have to submit. I just don't believe that that's possible. It's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. The king. Let's trans. Actually, Joy, before we move to NFL, can we? So do we can we get an official prediction? Rest of the series. What do you think? Six. <laughs> uh, I'm I, look. I have no confidence whatsoever <laughs> in what I'm saying, but I'm gonna say it goes six. Okay. I'm really comfortable if it doesn't go six. I just wanted the Heat to get a game because honestly, yeah. like after Bam and Goran went down, I was like, this is just going to be a disaster. So I really, I'm I'm comfortable either way. Like, and again, I'm only accepting Lakers fans <laughs> slander because uh, I can't, I've like so much respect for what the Heat were able to do in this bubble and like to be in the finals again is is just like I'm cool with it. I know there's no moral victories. Like I'm very <laughs> against that, but I'm I'm comfortable with the situation. So I will say it goes six. It's probably gonna go five, but I, I'm gonna say it's gonna go six. There we go. That's good. NFL season, obviously a big uh -oh. thing going on. Uh oh. I, oh, as man. a Browns fan, I just need to say that I love I love the NFL season. This, this is, is so much worst fun. Part of the day. I finally understand why people like this this sport so much. This is so much fun. Before we get into it, Joy. Can can I extend an official bandwagon invitation to Mr. Colin Cowherd to come to the Browns bandwagon? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it today. I I'm I'm not, so again, I'm from Pittsburgh, so it's like in my blood to hate Cleveland. Yeah, that's all right. But I like Baker Mayfield as a personality, uh, mostly. Like I don't I don't think he's the best. I don't think he should have been the number one overall pick. But like I don't mm -hmm. that doesn't matter to me either. Like whether he was or he wasn't. It didn't hurt my feelings, but I like personalities. Like I work in the content business, mm -hmm. boring people don't really help me. Like I can respect what they do, but you know, if you can put a little extra seasoning on it, I appreciate <laughs> that. So I, I like Baker. I don't, I don't think he went about the beginning of his career, the most uh, PR savvy, if you will, <laughs> but he also went to the Browns, which were like, let's be honest they're they were a 
dumpster fire. And I also mm -hmm. don't blame Baker for that because who could succeed in that, in that situation? Last year was an absolute joke. If you look at what happened last year, it was a joke. And they were like really served that up to, the, to all of us. Like, yeah, you're supposed to take this seriously. Like, no. And, and I'm, I think Stefanski deserves so much credit. I loved what he did in the off season. Everyone needs to stop talking. We have done nothing on the field to earn anyone's respect. So there's no reason why we should be talking about playoffs or Super Bowl or, you know, uh, you need to feel about this way about what we're doing. No, go out and work. We're going to, to we're going to put a game plan around Baker that works with what Baker does best. We're going to take advantage of this unbelievable running back tandem that we have that should be illegal and spread the ball around. I love what they're doing. I think it's great. This is this is the identity that, that the Browns always should have had. They needed to establish a culture because that's they don't have one. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting on the bandwagon. I refuse, but I respect <laughs> everything that's, that's happening in Cleveland. I, and I have a theory that the Giants won't win a game until Freddie Kitchens listen, is fired as tight ends coach. Listen, relax. Number one, number one, everyone needs to go on Chops' Twitter and check his reaction to Sunday's win. He thought it was a Super Bowl victory. Bro, this is week We've four. never, I've never seen three and one before. What do it's you want me to do? I don't know one. how to act. It's three and one. How, I don't know. He can't act also, like also, he's been there before if he's never been there. That's a good yes, point. Exactly. But let you know, slow your roll chops because the Browns beat the best team in the worst division that football has seen in 37 years. So I don't want to hear speaking, anything the about NFC the Cowboys East not being a good team. The biggest goddamn dumpster fire. I, you got whatever that's you guys the, say to me, it bounces right off me. That's NFL one of the worst secondaries I've ever seen. He let up 24 like, points in the fourth quarter. Uh, pal. Well, slow that's down. a good joy. Joy, what do you think about the Cowboys? Because they're already saying Stephen Jones is already having to come out and say. No changes are coming, which is wild four games into a season because, like, it, they're they're a mess. First of all, Chops, you enjoy your three and one. Don't Thank let you. anyone take that away. Thank from you. you. Okay. Soon to be four. No, do not gas him up. No, 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 no. You got to win your schedule. Okay. You yep. got to beat the teams that you play, and that's what you guys did. Yep. Uh, I don't think you should go crazy, but you enjoy yourself at three and one. There we go. I. I don't know what to make of the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the most annoying team <laughs> that I've ever had to deal with, like in my life, because I really like Dak Prescott a lot yes. and I want him to be successful because I feel like he's constantly getting hated on and he is a franchise quarterback. I would have signed that deal myself, <laughs> especially during COVID, but <laughs> you know, he's betting on himself, which I, like the way that the season is going is, probably going to end up being a mistake but i don't know what to make of the cowboys like their defense is atrocious so uh, to be honest with you the browns should not have won that game the cowboys should have won that game and that's so the, the, the cowboys were the cowboys were favored in that game they should have won that game should have won that game there's no and, and that's really like it's not surprising to me that they lost because i said it before going into the game that falcons win does not count to me like the falcons mm -hmm. lost that game the cowboys <laughs> did not win that game the, the falcons lost that game the cowboys were extremely lucky to win that game now that's we don't have those caveats like lucky win you know moral victory it's, it's wins and losses so that's fine but they should not the, the way that they were talking about it after that game like we can look back and be inspired like the falcons and they forgot to fall on the ball like you should have lost that game you should not leave that game feeling good about yourself you should feel like game leave that game feeling like we squeaked this one out we have a lot that we need to do I don't know what to make of the Cowboys this year. I, I mean, who knows? Because the NFC East is the worst <laughs> they like ever created in the history of sports. It's um, unbelievable it's so bad. how bad they are. 
but I just, I don't know what, I really, I'm disappointed because I really, um, I really backed up Mike McCarthy after things fell apart in Green Bay. And I do think he is a good coach, but I, we also live in a microwave society. Like we want things to happen right away. The reality is Mike McCarthy is a new head coach for the Dallas Cowboys in a pandemic season. Like every other team that like we talked about this before the season started, like we're going to have to give those teams a little bit more flexibility and time to get it together. But we don't think about the Cowboys that way because they're the Cowboys and Dak Prescott is still there and they still have the offensive coordinator. And it's like most of your personnel is still in place. They still have Ezekiel Elliott. Right. So it really shouldn't take this long to get things going. Then you look at what's happening in Tampa Bay. You know, obviously Bruce Arians is still, still there, but new quarterback. So any team that had a new quarterback or a new head coach, I kind of went into the season thinking like, all right, it's probably going to take them a little bit longer to get things going. But when you're the Dallas Cowboys, you don't have that luxury. So changes, like what changes can possibly really be made? I don't, I don't know that, that I think that that's the solution, at least not this season. It's just rough because, like, again, it's the Dallas Cowboys. It's America's team. And, like, whether you hate the Cowboys or love the Cowboys, you got to talk about the Cowboys. It's just facts. That's so what I learned today. Like, even the Browns just had their biggest win ever, and everybody just talked about how much the Cowboys suck. We're just fine yeah, to We're going to the radar. That's <laughs> Where you been? Come on. I mean, usually it's like it doesn't matter because the Browns would lose anyways. But, you know, I'm seeing it firsthand that the national headline, it's all about the – like, because they are a mess. And here's something I didn't realize. I was talking to Zion with this. I have a lot of Cowboys fans who really don't like Zeke Elliott. Like they are, they do not like Zeke being on the team because they think they paid him instead of paying Byron Jones. They let got key guys walk and they're not even using Zeke. Cause I, I, I don't know if we all watched that game yesterday. They barely run the ball. They, 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 it's not like they well, feed. Yeah. So to me, that's where that, I don't know. And I don't know what the adjustment is. I think everyone keeps looking at the, so the Cowboys offensive line Zeke and Dak's rookie season was incredible, right? Yeah. Mm. And it's not good not the anymore. same offensive line. So should Zeke be running the ball more? Yes, but they don't have the same offensive line. And that's not helping your defense, which isn't really that great. If you're not running the ball and possessing the ball more, it's, it's important. Like we're, everything that's happening with your Browns is happening because they're leaning into the run game and yep. not making Baker throw it 700 times. So there's they're not the same team. And so we have to adjust how we're, assessing the offense from that space as well. But like Dak shouldn't be throwing that much, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, on the same offensive line, you know what I mean? So I, I, I don't strongly disagree with that. I don't think Zeke Elliott is, is any worse than he was his rookie season. I just think it is a different offense than it was his rookie season. They have to yeah. figure it out. But to me, that was their identity. Run the ball, yeah. eat, you know, let, let Zeke eat. Right. That's, yeah. that's the thing. So maybe they just need to lean into that some more, but yeah. When are the 100%. Dolphins making the switch to Tua? I was just about to ask that. It's coming, right? I just saw Flores' comments. Uh, I did not. What did he say? He said he's presumably Ryan Fitzpatrick is still the starter. <laughs> there we which go. Is, we which go. is, a li- which is not as strong. So he backed off, and he said they're having a coach's meeting about it. So it's way less stronger than he's been in the past for Fitz. Well, so I think that the, the clock sort of started for Tua after Herbert's first game. Yep. Because – yeah, I mean, to find out you're starting five minutes before going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and to play the way that he did, after that game, I was like, and I, and I liked Herbert. I didn't like him more than Tua, but I didn't really like Herbert throughout the season. I liked how he played in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that kind of gave me more confidence in his ability to play in the NFL. So I thought it was a good move for the Chargers, but obviously he was taken after Tua. So if Tua's healthy, which everyone keeps saying, <laughs> then why is he not out there? I, I like the idea of sitting behind a, a vet, right? Or like having a, yeah. a good vet there for your rookie quarterback. If you're the number one overall pick, you should be starting right away. Otherwise, why are you the number one overall pick? Right. So Baker could have benefited from sitting behind someone, but he's the number one overall picture. So he should be out there. And obviously we yeah. know what happened with Tyrod, but like, yeah. he should be out there anyway. I don't care. You're the number one. And overall poor poor Tyrod hard. Taylor twice now. Poor Tyrod Taylor. Almost <laughs> not the same thing, but poor Tyrod Taylor. Let's just, say I mean, that. I don't really know like exactly what went down, but I'm getting a really good lawyer. If I'm <laughs> yes, yes. I'm he he needs to lawyer up on, on the charges. hundred percent. There's a, Crazy. there's a million yeah, lawyer ads like- in LA. He can find one. I mean, TV is, <laughs> TV, TV is littered with lawyer ads in LA. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I like Tyrod a lot, but I, I felt like that's when the clock started was when Herbert went out there and performed like that. I want to see Tua. I think you learn how to play football by playing football. Yes, sitting behind a vet is helpful. Yes, it can get, it can teach you how to be an NFL player, how to prepare, how to go to meetings, how to schedule your day, you know, how to eat. All those things are super important. Obviously, everything plays a factor in your success. So I think from that standpoint, it's important being able to lean on someone and ask questions and you know not be afraid to like ask a stupid question. All those things are important. All of us have had mentor mentors. They're very important and helpful, but you actually have to go like <laughs> do an interview. You actually have to go, you know, to a game. You actually have to go yeah. do the things that, that turn you into professional. So I think it's time for Tua. Um, I, I don't know what to expect from him. I, I have zero expectations about what I'm going to see from him. I just think the longer. Really? The you, no expectations. There, is, is that just because the injury or. Well, the injury, there's no preseason. Yeah. Uh, if they, if they start in this week, it's at San Francisco. So, you know, I, I know they're down a couple guys here and there, but it's still San Francisco. So, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I just, I don't want to put him in a situation where it's like, okay, you have to go out there and this is a game you should win. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he could go out there and throw three interceptions. It's not going to change my mind about him, but that's why I want him to start playing because we need to see what you have in him. They have Houston's first round pick and second round pick in this upcoming draft. So if you end up being at the top of the draft again, and Tua is not what you think he's going to be, and you have a, you have that's, see, that's, because Burrow's that's playing crazy. pretty well and Herbert's playing pretty well. So if Tua gets out there and he doesn't look great, do you draft it? Like there's so much quarterback talent. I'm not against drafting another quarterback. No, no, no. But, but you've had, you you and Colin have had guys like Trent Dilfer on others who have said two is the most can't miss prospect up until Trevor Lawrence, I guess, next year. And that two is going to be a great NFL quarterback. And there's absolutely no way that he can't succeed on the next level. So you have to have some pretty decently high expectations for Tua. You have to, based on everything these experts have been saying. I mean, I, I hope he's great. I have yeah. hope. But I wanted Burrow. Yeah. And I like Tua. I love over that Tua. Yes, I I, I love that season. That's hard not to do. Well, I, I mean, kind of a hip uh, injury. Elliot yeah, I get Grace. I get that. But like, if everything was considered equal, and Tua had a full season last year, uh... yeah. But you know, if if and buts are handy and nuts, what's the saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So like, he and, and I don't like he had more than one injury in college True. too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very optimistic about him. I'm not saying I think he's going to fail at all. I'm just saying we got to go see what he has. And with the way that quarterbacks are being produced in college now, you need to see as soon as possible what you have in these in these top picks. Like 
look what just happened for Arizona. And I liked Rosen. <laughs> That's worked out perfectly, perfectly fine yeah. for Arizona. And I thought that was a very aggressive. Uh, Josh, Josh Rosen's gotten to, <laughs> so, he's gotten so over my big question. Time. So here's, here's my question. Cause I've been pressing Zion on this. Zion's a Giants fan. Why shouldn't the Giants t- say the Giants get number one? Why wouldn't they take Trevor Lawrence? If they get number one, that means that Daniel Jones showed nothing throughout this season. Why wouldn't you take Trevor Lawrence? But Chops, real quick, you know why the Giants aren't getting the number one draft pick? Because the Jets are 10 times worse than the Giants, so yes. (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, uh, No, I know about that. No, I know all about that, pal. I just know that both your guys' teams combined have zero wins. New York sports is about to get very dark. About to? Well, the Yankees are still in the playoffs, Joy. Let's we got we got a week left of the Yankees at least. Brooklyn Nets are still in New York. Y'all forget? Yeah, the Nets are the Nets are a ways off. Yeah, Yeah, they'll be be playing by February after the Yankees after the baseball season. You've got a you got a few months of it's dark. It's darkness. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I listen. I like Tua a lot. I think he's perfect for Miami. I think he's perfect for the Dolphins. I like his attitude. I think he fits perfectly with Flores. I just don't know what he looks like on an NFL field. And I want to see, like, that's why I want him to get out there. Fitzpatrick is doing nothing for me. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? And Great until guy. you see it, you don't, I don't know. know if you guys know this, but he went to Harvard. And, <laughs> really? I haven't heard that like, one before. <laughs> like, I, we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's, and he's, he's been amazing for Tua. But I yeah. just think it's time to see what Tua has. And I do think Tua is going to be great, but we just need to see. Justin Herbert. As- Justin Herbert, my bad. Justin Herbert doing that against the Bucks yesterday, like had to have put a battery in the Dolphins organization's back. Everyone, yeah, yeah. It's you, you, you got to see what he has. Wait, Chop, yeah. As far as sorry, Joey, I didn't want to interrupt, but Chops, don't forget your hypothetical. What to do about Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh so yeah. That, yeah. That situation, it's tough because I mean, you guys are are New Yorkers, obviously, so you know. How do you? Pass on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Gettleman's getting fired for one thing. If they if they get to <laughs> not Gettleman's not it. making that pick. He should have got fired like two. <laughs> There's the no way week. they're letting Gettleman make that pick if they get it. And which would lead me to think they would take Trevor Lawrence because it's someone new in my in my mind. They believe in Daniel I mean, Jones. The hype is just so it's so crazy. real. I don't it's like, like Peyton Manning. So imagine hype. this scenario: say like say the Giants get the number one overall pick, right? Mm-hmm. And they pass on Trevor Lawrence, so they trade back and let, or, or like maybe they just trade with the Jets. That, <laughs> okay. that ain't happening. Oh, no. Imagine. <laughs> that is not, imagine. That is not happening. <laughs> so saying, like, how do you, how do you pitch to your fan base that you pass on Trevor Lawrence if Trevor Lawrence ends up being ninety percent of what this hype is about him? Like everyone's like, he's the next Elway, he's the next Brady, mm-hmm. he's yeah. like Montana. Cool. How do you pitch that to your fan base? I don't know. You guys are New Yorkers. I, like, I, can, I can pitch it. This is what we do. We get the number one pick. We package it in a in a trade for for offensive line. Get star linemen, you know, and then we, dra- we trade down and, and draft our, another lineman in our first pick. Because that's the only only thing we need is an offensive Bro, line. Only thing you need? Are you Jones. watching You know Daniel pack? Jones. Yes. Hey, Bro. hold up. You know Daniel Jones has like the record for most games to start a career with a turnover, right? Because he's getting pressured every 10 seconds. But but the real reason, Saquon, Saquon literally could not get past the first line of defense. Like, this is Saquon Barkley, the who, top three running back who, in the who, NFL, cannot get past the first, first the defense line. Like, it's not... Saquon it's, Barkley, who's played one of three seasons in the NFL. <laughs> I, I, John, I'm on record of saying... Saquon might be bu- in bust territory right now, just to fill he, you He's in. not a bust. Relax. Zion, I feel you, but that's like 
trying to pitch to your man that like, <laughs> I, I really sleep in these like baggy, unattractive shorts every night because like, it's what makes me comfortable. And like, at the end of the day, me being comfortable means me being happy. So like longevity, but like, eventually you got to put something sexy on or it's not going to work. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like is- what you're saying makes perfect sense. And you are right. But like offensive line is just not sexy to me. It, it and isn't. that's not just my offensive lineman. I love you, big fellas. But like, <laughs> you can't pitch New York City on a new you offensive yeah. line when Trevor Lawrence is available. Here's and but here's what the happens: thing. the Jets and Giants Lawrence. are both going to be up there. Say they're one and two. Imagine one of them passing it so the other one could take Trevor Lawrence. You, that would. I just don't see that being possible, man. They would get killed. But what happens when we draft Trevor Lawrence and they're not? Blocking then you have for him. Trevor Lawrence, you but they're Trevor not Lawrence. blocking for him, and he's performing like Daniel Jones. Like this has been the issue for 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 years with Eli. Like they just didn't block for him. I I just think you get Trevor Trevor Lawrence, you figure it out. The rest, he's that good. Joy, before we get you out of here, I did want to talk about something that's been long ongoing, and you're very vocal about on Twitter. But being a woman in media is definitely something that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis but it's something we've saw we saw recently with the the anthony davis all pro vote like uh, maria taylor maria taylor maria taylor malika andrews very vocal about everything so i just wanted to open up a forum not a forum but open up to you about because you deal with trolls nonstop on twitter and i feel bad that you literally have to engage in these conversations nonstop with these trolls well, I don't have to. Engage. Well, you don't have to, yeah. But for me, like, so it's it's weird for me because I started in sports radio, right? Which is a very different environment than um, really every other space in the business because mm-hmm. it's just traditional, hardcore sports fans. And look, sports fans are fanatics, which fans short for fanatic. Yeah. So they're aggressive and have strong opinions. And so I have a bit of callous towards trolls, I guess, which is, you know, could be a bad thing, I guess. But to me, it's really, um, everything's not about me, right? I represent Mm. other people. I represent black women in the business. I have young girls that look up to me and it's not that I want them to think they have to be tough, but I just want them to know that they don't have to take any shit. Right. Mm. So I, I really don't get my feelings hurt because I don't have feelings, but <laughs> I also just like, I'm, I'm built. Like if you wouldn't say it to my face, I don't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. I would say anything that I say to anyone's face because I'm on you. This is my face and I'm saying it. So I, I, you know who I am, you know where to find me. Um, and that's not like to be aggressive, but it's just like, I, this is what I, I consider when I talk about anybody that I'm saying it to their face because that's like, that's what it is, right? That's my mentality on it. So trolls are gonna be there with whatever business that you're in if you're a public figure, right? We know that because that's just Mm -hmm. the way that the internet is built. My thing is uh, when it passes over from just like, okay, I disagree with your opinion to I disagree with your opinion because you're this. But like talking about my appearance, like, oh, you're fat or you're pregnant. Guys, I'm not pregnant. I swear, for God, I'm not pregnant. I swear. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, 
it's the wildest thing to me. What makes you think you are informing me of what's going on in my own uterus? <laughs> like if I was so big that I was pregnant, I would tell y'all I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm not just gonna be hiding it. Okay, I, just had, to, I had to say that, but- um, <laughs> I no, don't it, know. I saw you tweeted about the other day. You're like, should I put not pregnant in your Twitter bio? I saw you tweet and, and like, that's what I saw. I was like, Jesus, the fact that you have to put up with this is fucking insane. It is, but like, that's why I just roast them because- it's not, it's too easy, right? Like it's yeah. too easy to just say something like that to somebody and keep it pushing. But, you know, I also recognize I have a little bit less of a sensitivity to it as far as like it ruining my day. Like I got stuff to do guys. I don't care if you think I look pregnant or not. I'm very busy. You know, I got to talk to y'all. I got to take these naps. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got to watch these games tonight. So I'm not sitting around thinking about what Joe 67425 said on Twitter. I know they think that, but I promise you I'm not. Um, I think as far as just being a woman in the business, you're just, you're facing not a, another level, right? Because if you guys say something, um, you're going to get critiqued. Unless someone might say something about your appearance or whatever, but like, you, y'all not taking them seriously. Like, who cares <laughs> if, it, like, if another guy says something about what you look like? I'm sure you guys don't care. But you're really going to critique what you say, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you say something that ends up being inaccurate, or if you say something that, um, doesn't end up happening a prediction or something it's not going to be you shouldn't be talking about sports because you don't know sports it's just going to be like oh you know you were off on that one or whatever they're keeping track of how many you know games you miss if i say something wrong or if a woman says something wrong then it's like you don't know sports yeah and that's that is where it passes over into a level of like you know a different type of harassment and of course you know because we're women we get the, are you pregnant? Or, you know, you gain weight or you need to eat a cheeseburger or your hair is too long or your hair is too short, or I don't like your lipstick or why do you have so much makeup on? Like, it's like, bro, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> right. We're just talking sports here. Um, but it's, it's, it is part of the business. Like it's, it's part of any business when you're a public figure, when you're on television or, you know, you're on a, um, you know, visual medium, people are going to critique what you say. I just think it's people just need to treat each other with a little more respect, period, which has deteriorated in our society as a whole. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think that really people that troll you necessarily um, really feel that way all the time. Cause I'll get into it with people and then they're like, you know, I'm really just a big fan. I watch the show all the time. I just, <laughs> I didn't like that you said this. And I'm like, wait, like, damn, but you didn't have to call me fat though. Like, just tell me you didn't like what I said. Um, yeah. So I think it's a learning thing as well. Um, people will ask me like, why do you, why do you get into it with them? And I'm like, cause when I did it, cause I did go through a phase where I was like, I'm not checking my mentions anymore. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need to check my mentions. It's not, I don't need that like affirmation, but I do like interacting with people that watch the show. I like interacting with other sports fans. Like Twitter can be fun and Instagram can be fun. But when I didn't, then people were like, oh, so you got it easy. Nobody says anything to you. You know, you're this or you're that. So, and I'm like, wait a minute, no. <laughs> you weren't last a week. So <laughs> let, me just, let me just get back to keeping it real and letting you guys know how it really is out here. Um, and I think that most of all, and most importantly, I get messages from women all the time in the business and outside the business that they just appreciate that I don't, back down to people or, you know, I, I'll fire back. Um, and that, you know, that can em empower them to not pay attention to that and to not let it, you know, change what they do. And at the end of the day, I, I say the same thing, like none of y'all signing my checks. So. Have you seen that increase 
people reaching out this year? Yeah, because especially with everything that's happening in the world politically and social issues, um, which I've been very vocal about, you get a different type of troll than just the normal sports oh. troll. Yeah, I've you're, seen getting, that. you're getting the Russian box, yes. Yeah. yeah how many dog so, abbies are hitting you up on Twitter? <laughs> so, so many, so many. Um, and that's like, that's a different level, obviously, in a different space. And everyone is going through that, whether you're a woman or a man, um, if you have an opinion about that space, which everyone obviously does, because we're all living in the same universe, dealing with the same circumstances, as far as that stuff goes. So, yeah, I mean, people have, been got, have gotten more vicious and more aggressive. Um, and I think it's new for a lot of people too yeah. to, to see that and to see, and, and, you know, this is this president that we have right now is obviously on social media all the time. So I do think there are more people on social media using social media, especially Twitter than there maybe were say, even with Obama's presidency. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of a different world we're living in as far as that goes too. So yeah, I mean, I would, I always say the same thing. Like they're not signing your checks. They're not professionals. They don't know what they're talking about, like <laughs> on most issues and subjects in life. Um, but certainly not about how to do your job or what you should look like doing your job or whether you're smart enough to have your job or whether you're qualified enough to have your job. So at the end of the day, this is just a random person in his grandma's basement <laughs> who has the time to make probably a fake account to tweet something mean to you. So like, think about how, like what little existence that person has to be inspired to take the time out of their day to do that. Like at the end of their life, that, that 15 minutes that they use to do that to you, that's not gonna, that they're gonna think about that. That's, that, that was their time to waste. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you shouldn't let it affect you. Uh, this, is, this is off, this is left field. Does Colin check his mentions on Twitter? Yeah, but he's he he'll fire back like every once in a while. He's also very busy, <laughs> and like he's at the point in his career now where he's like, I because well, you you know I asked the backwards hat Wentz thing went viral. Like oh no, but he knew that that like literally before the before and not to totally change the air. subject between women and media. Yeah, very Colin, very bad transition. To <laughs> I, I didn't mean to do it like that. It just it just popped me up because 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 I. I'm, no, we knew that that was gonna that was gonna set people off before that that he, before we even got off set. Which, by the way, I don't agree with him on that. I understand where he's going with it. I I don't agree, but um, yeah, people. The, the thing is, people aren't really listening to what he was saying. He's talking about franchise quarterbacks during their <laughs> weekly press conference. And it got spread to like, if you wear your hat backwards, then you don't deserve to have a job. I, all I saw in my timeline was just pictures of quarterbacks wearing their hat backwards, like John Elway. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> but he's been saying that for years, though. That's not, I know. That's it's not great. It's great. Um, that's good. Joy, we are so happy that you are able to do what you do. We are big fans of yours uh, in everything you do. Um, we appreciate talking sports with you. Always, um, always. Uh, are the Dolphins, real quick, when are the Dolphins going to make the playoffs next? Like, I think that's a big one we got to know. What year? Who makes, the, who makes the playoffs first? 
between the Giants, no, Jets, no, no, and Dolphins. No, 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 don't put us in. Let's, Listen, let's do that. Let's no, do no, those three. No, 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 no. Because no, the Browns are probably making the playoffs this year, so I'm out of it. We've so. won Super Bowls recently. You have not. Stop putting us in that combo. <laughs> we're not We're not the same. We're not the same at all. I'm just asking what, what the next of your guys' three teams to make the playoffs. That's all I'm asking. Oh, I think it's the Dolphins for sure. It hurts me that the Giants are good, though. Like, the Jets, I spent one year as a Jets fan because my brother played for them. Yep. Uh, in 2010, that was the Rex Ryan, uh, Mark Sanchez, um, Bart <laughs> Scott can't wait year. <laughs> and it was wonderful because having been a Dolphins fan for all that time, like now just to go, you know, over to, to the evil side was fun. But like the Jets are just the Jets. So, you know, I, I don't really ever think they're <laughs> like they can't get it together. But the Giants, I think, are one of those organizations, like similar to what I was saying earlier, like when the Lakers are good and the Celtics are good. Like the Giants are a cornerstone NFL franchise to me, and it's just not cool when they're, when they're, they're not dysfunctional. The Jets are dis the Jets are dysfunctional. The Giants don't have like an aura of dysfunction. Like you yeah, they're, they're, they're to starting to get to stop, that level though. Stop. They are. They really are. It's been a they little really shaky. Are. It's been a little shaky. Stop it. They really are though. No. But like the Jets, ha- I can't believe Adam Gase is literally coaching in the NFL. <laughs> I I I cannot believe that that is like happening. I always wonder like. When you go in, like we've all been in interviews. Like, what does Adam Gase say? <laughs> like, what was the selling I point? Like, what I was the selling a, point to Woody right. Johnson? I gotta be a fly on the wall in those situations because I mean these are these are billionaires who have built companies and organizations that print money. I'm, but I'm gonna interject like, right here. The one thing we're all forgetting about this entire scenario is that Woody Johnson is a goddamn clown. There's your answer. Well, I didn't say that, but I just said it. I just said it. He's a clown. He's He's a fucking clown. I want to be in the room, man. I just want. I want. My thing about Gase is everybody, and we're about to wrap up, but everybody gives him the Peyton Manning whisper, a cosign. But Ryan Tannehill left Adam Gase and looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's wild, bro. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. That Thursday night situation oh with such a debacle like i can't how do you lose to brett rippon <laughs> who I, at it's, home it's, it's incredibly easy this is this is jets football in a nutshell this is, this is, i feel i feel bad this for is the, this is exactly I what the really jets do. have done their entire existence other than like one or two seasons here and there that was a that was the most typical jets loss you could see coming from five miles away <laughs> if you bet on the jet so again i said this on twitter but like if you bet on the jets on thursday night you should never be allowed to gamble again yeah, so Adam, I bet on the yeah, Jets sadly, and I yeah. lost. But joy, but joy. Yeah, but I emotionally detached myself from the Jets years ago, and I've, it's made for a better existence. I oh, I roll with the punches now. The circus like atmosphere they have over there all the time. It's just nothing but clowns throughout that organization, and I don't let it affect me anymore. Same way with the Knicks. I've stopped letting all their bullshit affect me. It's better existence. It's it is a good choice. Like it's it's a sad decision to mm-hmm. make. I feel you. But like sometimes it's just a better choice. Yeah, to I don't like get too high or too low about this. I just, I just uh, yeah, take it for you, it. you know what? Wait, it's but like you know- being in a toxic relationship because <laughs> you you ride like the, the yeah, highs yeah. of the situation, and then the lows are so are so bad, and then there's always that promise like that you're gonna yeah. get back to like that the space. Rex Ryan years when your brother was on the team. Like I felt like a heroin addict when they lost in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> it, the low was like just was debilitating, and after Yo, that, like and all the shit I've been through following this team the last like five years, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Yo, but the high the high I'm feeling right now, I've no. you guys From talk about beating highs and the lows. worst, the best team in the worst division of football in 37 years. I've never but here's the thing as a Browns fan, I've never had a high before. 
This is the first time. I'm I'm never I'm in rarefied air right this now. I don't even know what though, to do. But this is a high. This yes. is a gateway drug. Okay. It's, yes, it is. Oh, That's bro. what you're. I mean, actually, Joy, real quick before we get you out of here, you 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 watched um obviously the Heat won titles before watching and and I went through it with the 2016 Cavs. Most stressful watching of a game possible. Are these finals games as stressful watching them in the bubble? Oh yeah. Like I don't, you see, you notice I don't tweet during the games because yeah. I'm like, I can't similar to the highs and lows. Like I can't like, even when the heat like got, got that lead in like game one, <laughs> I really wasn't even like, I was like, okay, like this, they look good, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fire off anything aggressive yet. Cause I just want to see how the rest of this game goes. It was a good choice by me, but like, yes, it's very stressful. Okay. It's, it, it, it's stressful. I, I think the bubble has been one of the like greatest accomplishments. I mean, knock on wood that they, they finished this out in like the history of sports. <laughs> I had no faith that that thing was going to happen and how it was going to work. And I just, I couldn't be more impressed with Adam Silver and the NBA and these players. And like, I'm actually very grateful because it's, it was a humongous commitment. And I know that they're paid millions of dollars to do it, but that doesn't change that it's still a stressful situation. I'm so impressed with the bubble, the, the reporters that have been in there, the staff, the coaches, like it's, um, it's unbelievable that they were able to pull this off. Sh- it's, Shams it's is terrible. breaking all kinds of news in the bubble. If, I think we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, Joy, thank you so much. We agree. Uh, well, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, everybody listening, you can catch Joy's Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. When does what what days of the week is, is is that weekly? Tuesdays, Maybe I'm Crazy. Tuesday night, Maybe I'm Crazy podcast drops, and yep. you can check me out in the herd. Obviously, weekdays noon to three. And starting this Thursday, uh, myself, Bucky Brooks, and Daniel Jeremiah will be on a scout speed call for Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. So you can watch us, you can listen to us there, and you can watch us on Twitch. So I'll be doing that Thursday nights uh, moving forward. So you can check me out there. That's as well. a good one this week. Bears, uh, Bucks, Brady, Brady versus the Bears. That's a good one. Foles versus Brady, part two. So definitely, Joey, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, I always have fun with you. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Huge shout out to Joy Taylor. Again, huge friend of Complex Sports. Great time talking to her. Let's get to our interview with Swaggy P, who we all know and love to talk uh, a lot of NBA stuff, a lot of stuff. Swaggy's got some hot takes. So let's get right to that interview. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Huge welcome this week. Big guest. Nick Swaggy P Young joining us. What's going on, man? What's good? What's good? 
We appreciate it. We appreciate you coming through. Oh, no. Thank you all for having me, you know. It took us long enough. We've been talking about this for a while, though. We've been trying to get you on this podcast for a good, like, six, seven months. So finally it happened. <laughs> yeah. We, we it, It's definitely been in the works. So we appreciate it, Nick. The pandemic. The pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're blaming it on. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> a pandemic. So, Nick, we got we got to start here. There, this, this is what we, we determined we're at the starting point of this. Yeah. What are we missing from the bubble with no Swaggy P? Oh, um, just style, you know? <laughs> you know. I think the bubble don't have no swag. Like, it's just pure basketball. That's all, you know? And with me, you get more than just basketball, yeah. But how many suitcases of clothes would you have brought down to the bubble? <laughs> oh, um, how many days is... He was going to be in the bubble. You know, well, it depends on what team yeah, you're on. Yeah, if you're going to be there for team. three months, it's a different story. I get that, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But if I was like, if I was on the Lakers, you know, coming into this uh, mindset of winning this championship, I would have brought in um, a good three and a half, probably like two months worth. But then I would have been buying stuff, getting stuff shipped there. There you go. You know? a- Amazon would have been popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, my father is not that fool. Like, I, I buy as I go, you know. <laughs> what are you hearing on the ground from the bubble from other NBA guys? What you, What's that uh, sounding like? Um, for the most part, you know, I heard they just pretty much being in their rooms all day and trying to find stuff to do. I know they probably gamble a lot. It's a lot of cars games. Probably a lot of people losing money. Who's losing the most money in the bubble, if you had to guess? I had to guess. Uh, probably my money is on probably JR right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no. Probably JaVale. JaVale for sure. JR, you know, I think he probably not a gamble, but JaVale probably doing it just to pass time. And I don't think his luck is that good, you know. JR's probably hustling people on the golf course, though. <laughs> for sure. I didn't know they had all that. They got a golf course. They got and rides, all kind of stuff. Right. But, uh, I've seen you out on the links recently, right? Yeah, I'm getting nice. I even got like a little uh, uh, trainer out there, you know? Oh, you're taking lessons now? Yeah, hey, you know, I got to do some business, you know? I will so- say this. You have, obviously, you got incredible swag on the golf course, but that but that golf swing, pal, we got to work on that a little bit. That's yeah, a little I bit saw all that. Over the place. That's the beginning swag, golf swing. That was so- <laughs> It was looking like Chuck. It was looking like Chuck on the golf course. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it was as bad as Chuck's, but but you're taking lessons. That's the most important part. Yeah, getting better. You know, I take them every now and then. I get up at like 8 in the morning and, you know, go out there and hit a couple, you know, balls a little bit. I saw you tweet recently that you're, like, still bored because obviously things aren't, like, completely open. So what are you, what are you doing to pass the time, like? Because swag, you can't get your full powers in pandemic. Your full swaggy P powers aren't being utilized right now. Um, this isn't hibernation. It's making me think, you know. I don't really like to do too much thinking. But the pandemic is, is bringing me into, like, a conscious that I could, um, that I could figure out ways of being swaggy. You know, I, I've been buying certain things. I golf. I play video games again now, you know. Uh, and... You know, I, I cook. I do it all now. So, you know. And I, I probably got an album coming. I've been writing verses and oh, stuff. No. no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Let, no, let's talk about this. We got to talk about the album coming out. You can't just slide that one yeah. out there. 
Who's producing it? Let's 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 get into this. Well, give us some details on this album coming out. Well, I got two songs so far. Okay. Sony been calling me. Universal, all of them been blown. Oh, you're shopping yeah. for deals right now. Damn, I'm just waiting on my options, you know. But um, uh, you know, I got Javale is like a young Metro Boomin. He's uh, my producer. <laughs> young <go>. Metro. Pierre <laughs> <laughs> music, you know. Uh, yeah, that's my only producer right now, though. I got you getting Gil on for a guest verse? Probably. I don't know. I've never heard Gil rap, though. Does, does he have any bars? Ain't no way. Nah, man. Take, nah. He's too serious off the court sometimes. Are, are you still seeing Gil often? Because the videos of you guys interacting, especially with the kids, <laughs> is next level. Yes, actually. We, um, we're about to do a Nick and Gil kind of show. Okay. Yes. It's going to be legendary, you know. It's something we should have been did because, you know, with us two together, crazy things seem to happen. And I've been, seeing Gil, <laughs> I've been seeing Gil a lot more lately than I want to <laughs> see. He popped up more. I, he stays up the street now. Um, he even been playing basketball with me lately. So um, he can't move like that. But the fact that he's out there trying – you know that says a lot. You know? Is he doing like unannounced pop-ins? Is he just like b- bursting into your house without telling you? I don't know how he got the gate code. <laughs> I just sure didn't give it to him. I know that. I think he paid the security. He paid the security, so to let him in every time he come in and give him the code. I think he got some type of key again in my neighborhood. But somehow I see his van riding down my street. <laughs> The loudest music to let you know he's here. <laughs> What's this show going to be about? We need some details. Is this reality television? What are we talking here? Um, I can't give you all the details yet, you know, but <laughs> it's coming. It's just something we packaging up. I don't so you, know what you want to do. He's talking about doing stuff. This is random. It's, I think it's, it's going to be random acts of me and Nick and Gil. And it's gonna be- we need like a deal counter because already we have labels calling you and then we have a tv deal in the works oh, so you know i got to do it i got to do it all and is there like a movie deal coming too like can we just like check that one off swaggy p films i thought after my book deal for my book is gonna be the movie you know the swaggy the world of swaggy book coming the mystery of the p it's coming out <laughs> and you still re- yeah you still reveal the whole you know origins of the nickname that's why you I said, said you've been saving that for a while so when is that finally coming out uh, once you know somebody gave me a good publishing deal, you know, man, ask for the bag. Yeah, I gotta get the money first, and then I let the mystery out. All right, smart man. Wait, 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 wait. So you doing you're doing all this stuff? You don't want to hoop no more? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, cool. I'm on at least two more years. I might go to China. You know, me and China have been okay. talking, but the borders is closed, so I don't know how yeah. I can get over there right now. You want to be safe over there, man? They just kicked out Ty Lawson for a while. And- for one and that yeah, movie. swaggy. <laughs> you want to be careful in China. <laughs> Did you see the Ty Lawson thing? They they, they take it very seriously. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't want to say nothing about <laughs> he that. Wants to say- <laughs> hey, don't jump the deal would be over. Don't get the de- That's right. Save save the deal. I understand. Save the deal. Yeah, let, let's let's let's. We had we had Marbury on. I think in March, and he would he. He was like, I'm not saying nothing. He was mad buttoned anything. up. Every time yeah. China came he's up, like, he was mad He's like, up. I'm not telling y'all nothing about any of this. <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to go back and stay. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> but that's, so you, you, you still want to hoop. You're thinking China. 
But yeah. we all know, you know, deep down, you, you still got a, a big connection to the Lakers. We've seen your tweets. You're tweeting yeah. about, the, about the playoffs. Yeah. Um, this is going to be out after a few more games come. But I thought it, we thought it was ridiculous that people thought Miami could even win, win this series. <laughs> Yeah, um, they had a good run. That's why I th- I can see how because they put the you know the Greek freak out, and then to me I think Jason Tatum is after KD is probably one of the best players in the East. Put them out, but to me AD is they're too big. Nobody I think if it wasn't for the Clippers, nobody could match up against the Lakers right now. And, and you just mentioned Greek Freak. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been seeing your <laughs> tweets about Greek Freak. So yeah. you don't believe he won, uh, He deserved MVP? Nah, not this year. I think they're just giving it to him because to make him happy for some You know, you got to <laughs> keep your star happy. This is – LeBron is getting older. I think if they could have taken it back, they would have gave it to LeBron. Or But next year I think AD might get MVP. But they got to make – Luca or AD happy mix. So, are, if I'm reading you right here, are you saying the NBA is trying to make Giannis happy so he'll stay in Milwaukee? Or did I read that wrong? Yes, they got to make him happy. You know, I think he had a great year. Don't get me wrong. Giannis was cooking. But to me, I, it wasn't – it was like, well, it was the same thing last year. I think you got to grade him off his playoffs now to me. I think it's – Everybody does something good in a regular season. But once it comes to the playoffs, I think everybody gives him too many breaks. You know, They don't kill him how they used to kill LeBron back in the day. You got to put that pressure on him. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think the media is kind of soft on Giannis? Uh, I don't know. I think because – I don't know. Uh, he's, he's not uh, married. He's not from California. He's not American. You know? <laughs> Uh, I don't know what, what it, other conspiracies do you have you in the know. NBA? Because you must have a ton right now. I want to hear this Luca. Yeah, what is this Luca theory you have that they need that they have to protect Luca next? Luca's a star. That's why they got to make these stars happy. Yeah, but he's playing for Cuban, who like treats those guys like royalty. He playing well. That's Cuban. That's you know. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Just let it go. Let it let, let it fly. You got to make your stars and coming stars happy. You know, I so you're saying Lucas Lucas a lock for MVP next year? If not next year, he's gonna get it in the between this year and next year. Next three years, he's gonna get one. I think for sure. Okay. I could see that. I could see it. I could see that. The, the Greek free thing—it's just interesting to me because I don't—I feel like people don't want to talk about. It. I'm not just saying you, but like in general, the NBA media doesn't like he gets treated differently. I think like for me, for me, yeah. People aren't. Like, people go really hard on James Harden. They go really hard on Russell Westbrook. All these guys. And Giannis doesn't seem to get it like that. Like, they make little skits and everything when the NBA wars coming from James Harden or Russell. <laughs> he playoff P. They killed him, too. <laughs> I, well, well, well swaggy, I mean, the, the let's, <laughs> let's swag. Playoff the P deserved the, that. Come on. Everybody's just mad the Clippers didn't do what they were supposed to do. That's all. Swaggy, they talked a lot of shit to not do what they were supposed to. Listen, Patrick Beverly, too. Come on. They talked a lot of shit all season and then in the bubble for not to deliver. But nobody's seen that coming. I think they didn't even see that coming. So, I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, they definitely didn't, but you will, well, Kawhi's not catching slander, I noticed. He don't. We, me and Zion were talking about that. Kawhi's not getting, and you know, Kawhi's, he's, he's earned it probably, but he's, he's not catching that slander. This is his first time really in the forefront losing like that, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't give him that much, you know, you can't kill him now or right now. But if it comes to next year, they do the same thing, then you got to, you know, say something. But this is first year really to me losing like in, in the spotlight when it's his team and he's losing like that, so. The Clippers now, obviously, they uh, Doc Rivers. I don't know if you heard, just signed with uh, the the Sixers. What do you think about that move for the Sixers? Oh, that's nice. I think I think they should have never got rid of Doc. You should have let him ride. At least give him another year. To it was everybody was new. It was the new team. I think you should have gave him another year. But I think it's something that Clipper, the Philly needed too because I don't know what's going on over there. They got a great team, but they just can't get it to get it together. Do they have a great team? I think so, Ben. You don't like Ben? Well, let's ask Well, yeah, put it this way. If, you, if you're if you the GM of the Sixers and you have to split up those guys, which one do you want to stick with? Who do you want to build your team around, Embiid or Simmons? I don't think – I think you get rid of um, Harris before you do that. <laughs> <laughs> they just signed him, though. Way to deflect. Way to deflect, No, Nick. I don't think that's a deflection. I think they You really can't get rid of Tobias. That. Tobias has an untradeable contract. I think they I think they messed up that roster when they signed Horford and then a little bit the the Harris thing. Yeah. They should have killed Jimmy before Harris to me. Well, Embiid is not so much dancing around the whole Jimmy thing. It it sounds like he wanted it and you know. Yeah, but Jimmy didn't want. It. Jimmy saw the writing on the wall that that was gonna be a toxic situation. <laughs> he did. I don't know. Who's toxic over there? Well, Who's- it ain't working. So, I mean, it's it's not exactly, you know, all, all of, you know, rainbows and sunshine, all that other bullshit. I mean, it's it's pretty goddamn toxic. Nick, <laughs> having been in locker rooms, tell us this. G- give us give us some insight on this. When people on the outside think that these situations don't work, what do you guys feel internally in the locker room? Like, do you guys feel like, hey, this, this is kind of a team that's not working? I don't think we look at that. You know, I think for the most part, we – try to make it work and if it don't work everybody know what happens when it don't work so you know if you've been in the league you know come trade deadline somebody's going to be gone they're going to try to make it work it ain't up to us you know i think the players try to make everything work in the, for the most part but you know it's not in their hands after a certain you know if we don't reach the goals they won't want us to reach yeah. and is it important to have like i know you've talked about like having like a kobe in a locker room where you know to, to keep that kind of out of there is it important to have like that strong leadership yeah for sure i think in all great teams there's somebody on that team that's a great leader like for me when i played with the warriors draymond is quiet as kept with a great leader kept everybody like not I'm about to say not in order but he held everybody accountable he didn't just yell at the last man on the bench for messing up because it's easy to yell at him he yelled at Steph he yelled at KD obviously uh, <laughs> well, did more than yell at him <laughs> yeah but and and when you're on a great team you don't take it as like you know, he's picking on me. You talk to him and try to figure out what's the right situation. So I think that's to set the tone from bad teams and good teams. When you yell at somebody on your team, oh, and seven, they don't say jealous, you hating, and you know I could shoot any shot. Won't you shooting it? So it's it's a big difference. Yeah. Was was the KD Draymond thing as big as it seemed externally? Uh, don't lie. I was there. 
probably when I wasn't there, I, I think they probably felt the fact that he was leaving. So there was a lot of different probably emotions. I think everybody knew this was their last year together with KD. So so you got you guys knew that before, basically like before the playoffs that this might be this is probably KD's last last run. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think everybody knew that. <laughs> I think y'all knew that too. We did, but I'm trying to get it out of you to say this. <laughs> we weren't there. We can say whatever we want. It's shocking if he went back, you know. But um, I knew. I kind of figured this was his last year, you know, after I was gone because I think he was on it. It was his last year in his deal. He kept taking like one or two year deals, and I think he was just trying to figure out the next situation for him. But so- what? I don't know if you saw it. Kyrie and Katie had a pod come out today, and it was very interesting. Kyrie had some words that people are taking as LeBron shots. How do you think Kyrie and KD are going to operate together on a team together? Because they are very two very interesting people. <laughs> I don't know. I think Ky- Kyrie taking he was taking shots today. <laughs> uh, he was. I mean, he was. And then LeBron responded. I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was pretty obvious. LeBron said something. LeBron said. He get him and AD are so good together because they're not jealous of each other. That's what I would have seen. I, that's what I think the situation is. I don't know. I think Kyrie want more credit for the championships or something. I don't know. He gets credit. I'm a Cavs fan, Swaggy. My bad. He gets all. He gets credit. Cause he's been taking shots at LeBron every for the last three years or something <laughs> like that. It's like, God damn. He want to have a um. I don't know. I don't know. But then he also said. They don't need a head coach or something like that, right? Because he could be the coach. Zion's a Nets fan, so you're probably listen, freaking him out right now. Listen, listen, listen. Don't don't read too much into Kyrie's words. You know, he just he was having a good conversation with his boy, and you know, it's nothing more than so, that. He even told everybody he ain't listening to no Steve Nash. <laughs> Is he? His quote was. Let me find the quote. Let me find the quote. So everybody else on that team just know they ain't getting that ball, man. <laughs> <laughs> So here's what Kyrie said. I don't really see us having a head coach. Head in parentheses. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach some days. And then KD said Jacques Vaughn could have been the head coach. So how do you feel with Steve Nash right there? The season ain't even started. I'm talking about how do you feel if you're the head coach? (laughs) Well, he basically told you, you ain't. See what I mean? Young Zion, get ready for a season full of bullshit no, with your bro. Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. No. no, it's going to work. It's going to work. Y'all going to see. I mean, and Swaggy, even the comment about he finally feels like he has a guy to take a shot with him. Imagine you're on that team and you think you could take a shot. Like, imagine the other pe- the other people on the team. He basically said he only trusts KD on the team. I like LeBert. LeBert could take that shot. Then when he could take that shot to me. But but no no no. Yeah, see, this is the problem. This is the problem where I think everyone they're they're taking it out of context. Like realistically, who would you rather take the last shot but between Kyrie and everybody else on that team? And even, but you don't say that though. But you even on the Ca- but even on the Cavs though, even the game winning shot in 2016, LeBron said Kyrie should take that shot. It, what, am I right? LeBron said Kyrie should shoot this last shot. Like your, your, your teammate, though. Swaggy, that's what I'm saying. Say you were on that team and you heard that. What are you thinking? I'm like, man, I'm, it depends. If you if I'm the last man on the bench, I'm not saying nothing. But if I'm like, like Jill, what's his name? LeBert, Dinwiddie, guys that yeah. Chris LeBert. Karis LeBert, yeah. Yeah, Karis LeBert. Guys that have been there, been in the trenches, that been. 
busting their tail to play and get out there. He gonna have to pretty much talk to us about what he said, what he really meant about it. I'm not gonna tell the whole meeting, try to fight back on on you know social media about it with my teammate, but. When it comes to the locker room, you're going to have to express what you really meant about that. Because you know, I, I would feel a certain way. If I average 20 points, only average like 20 this year or something like that? Yeah. Or 18? Average, like yeah, LeVert and Dinwiddie average like 20. Yeah. It's hard to average points in the NBA like that, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a Nets fan? Yeah, man. Before the before the moves, I, I've been from the right. bottom. It's so hard player to say they don't need a coach and they <laughs> don't, don't need Somebody else on the team but KD today. Listen, but he's not wrong. Is he? But you is, don't say that. It, you don't. You say don't. It. You don't say it. But is he wrong? About what? They don't need a coach. Not, the coach no, thing's no, wild. The, the shot coach thing's wild. The shot is yeah. he wrong? They do need. They do need a coach. They need a coach. And the shot. Yes, he's definitely wrong about the shot. How's he wrong? <laughs> just, just swaggy. So, how yeah. many game winner? How many game winners have you had in your career? So Jason Tatum couldn't take that shot over him though. When rookie rookie Jason Tatum was not taking that shot over him, he wasn't a rookie though. His rookie Jason Tatum dumped those rocks. He took them shots. Se- rookie and second year Jason Tatum was not taking those shots over Kyrie. He can he can make those shots, but he's not taking them over Kyrie. That's what I'm saying. He, I think he's saying the only guy who could really take the shot Bro, over LeBron, him is Kyrie. The, the best player to play this game couldn't take that shot. Kyrie was on the court when LeBron hit the game winner against the Bulls in the corner. Kyrie saw it firsthand. That, that was a, that was a little lucky shot, to be honest. But, but oh, that's wow. another, that's another, Bro, that's another thing. Call. That's another thing. You are out of line in this podcast, pal. But, but, out of line. But now that's out of line. <laughs> no, nah, but the I'm thing taking is, taking lucky shots. You can't be the best player to play this game. No, nah, he, he's the greatest ever to play the game. But I still think that shot was a little. Uh, but at the same time. The, the thing about this, would you rather have a step back three from Kyrie or LeBron to win the game? Oh no, I I rather have. It depends. It don't depend. I'll bro. take the credit if he missed. Kyrie would get mad and blame it on a pass not coming the right way. <laughs> He'd blame it on the flat Earth. Yeah. My thing is, my thing is, Swaggy Jr. was on that 2016 team, and Jr. has hit big shots before. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just different type of leaders, though, as you can see. <laughs> different type of leaders on your team. Who's the best leader you've ever been? It has to be Kobe, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Kobe and uh, the way, like, Steph and them lead, led, you know, they didn't really talk as much, but they led with the way they worked out. They stayed in the gym and all that. So, it, as a team, I just like the team concept they, and the karate they played with was, like, the best experience I had. What was what were those practices like? Those runs with those Warriors practices. That's probably the most competition y'all had during this, <laughs> in, in, when when y'all played. For sure, I think it's the first time I've really seen like besides myself, I seen real shooters like that. You know, <laughs> 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 like this guy Steph would like like before the game. I mean, before practice, he would make a half court shot like regularly, like. Without like forcing it, you know how some people gotta try. He's shooting from down there the other free throw like it's a three point line. Hey, it's crazy. That's how I knew like he was like a real sh- like a real shooter. Like he didn't care where he shoot from. It stayed the same form and everything. Let me ask you this, Nick, um, because on the all these telecasters and the players, we've heard nothing about about heat culture and how incredible it is and how unique it is. You as a former NBA player. 
can you actually tell us, is heat culture something legit? Is it something you guys discuss? Is it something that gets brought up a lot when you guys think about Miami? Or are they just blowing this out of proportions? Because I'm pretty fucking sick of hearing about heat culture, personally. <laughs> no, I think it's different. I know it can't fly with a lot of people. I think it's like you got to pass like a certain amount of drills before you... Yeah, Pat Riley runs you into the ground. Yeah, I think <laughs> they tried it with... Byron Scott, but I think Byron Scott must have overdid it. It killed us when I was with the Lakers. It killed us. Like people were mad. Like the vets, like from like Meta and like Kobe, because they ran he ran you to the ground before the season even started. You know, and nobody had legs to come into the you know beginning of the season. But if there's one guy who would embrace it, I thought you'd think it would be Kobe, who worked out like a psycho. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I think Kobe likes doing basketball, too. Like, if you constantly just running, running, running the whole practice without touching the ball, that's where I think, you're, you know, there's certain lines you got to cross. And that's with Kobe. I think Kobe, when Kobe work out, it's more about, like, when I worked out with Kobe, he did the same drills, like, 30 or 40 times to – you get it perfected. And it wasn't as much as just getting in the gym, run for an hour for no reason if you just run it just to run. We've so. had Karan on the podcast previously, and he tells that story about blacking out one of the first times he worked out with Kobe. Did you ever black out working with Kobe? <laughs> uh, no, I caught Kobe in his later stage. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smart man. <laughs> Karan had him when he was, what, 20-something, so... Yeah, Karan, Karan got it when it was probably like double black mom, but it was, it was, it was different. Right? <laughs> he was more 81. <laughs> what, what, so you mentioned Byron Scott running you guys into the ground. What was the difference between Steve, him and Steve Kerr? Because Steve Kerr looks like, honestly, he doesn't give a fuck what y'all would, would, would his players do. You just, yeah, he didn't want Steve Kerr to run. He was, I mean, uh, Steve Nash. I'm tripping. Steve Nash was there, but Steve Kerr and I say Steve Kerr and Dan Tony was like neck and neck with the same system. I think it's more about getting your reps up and making sure you're getting your shots up because you will get your conditioning during 82 games, you know. And if you um, got a team that you know you're going to, you know, go to the playoffs or make the finals, I think it's going to be even longer. So you don't try to, you know, run your players into the ground because you got a long season. Uh, You know, you got a long season ahead. So you got to work out smart, smarter, no, you know, that's the key for Steve Kerr, I think. I was watching. I was just watching. I was watching an old interview you did, and you were <laughs> you were talking about how you hated playing with CP3 because he would pass you the ball with one second on the shot clock. <laughs> he did a lot. He did. Who, so you who's the most? Who's the most annoying teammate you've ever played with? Most annoying. I say this Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> other than Gil, wait, I had other than Gil on there. My bad. Other than Gil, yep. Gil don't count. And don't say Javel either. Yeah, Javel also <laughs> don't count. Most annoying teammate probably D'Angelo Russell probably. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, you can't that top that. You can't top that. Oh man! That. Oh man! You can't top that. You might as well end the podcast on that. I mean, you can't even top that. All right. <laughs> All right, but real quick, real quick, if the Lakers win, if Lakers win this championship as they probably should in four or five games, you go to the parade. 
Ooh. No parade. It's virtual. It's a pandemic. Well, if they have an actual parade, I mean, it's outdoors. You can have a parade? I don't Maybe. think so. There's no parade, bro. I don't think you can have it. I'll go to the parties, but not the parade. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Swaggy was there from the bottom. He was there through the hard years. So you right? Know. I should get a ring. Get, get him a ring. Does that annoy you that they keep showing like, oh, the Lakers been through so much and they're putting right. up like your, you're putting up your lineup? Does that annoy you? Man, yes. We had some good games that year. Oh, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> they're they're literally like, look how much the Lakers suck, and it's your, it's like literally you on the screen. How much? Is- I was the sixth man that year, so they don't show my. I wasn't in the starter lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starter numbers though. Yeah, I did, but you know they would show like the Ryan Kellys, and you know I, you know I look out of that. You know, the lineup did look crazy though. It was some crazy looking lineups. It was Ryan Kelly starting at the three. They started him at the three. <laughs> well, who else? Oh, damn, got that team. That team had I don't even remember that team. Was it Marcelo Suarez? I think Chris Kamen wasn't Chris Kamen on that team. Ryan Kelly, uh, Marshall. Is that the season? Were you there the season Chris Kamen was sleeping on the bench? And you guys... Yeah. Because I left. I went in the locker room. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you guys beat the cat. Yeah, my Cavaliers. That was a low point in my fandom that night. We got Marshall, Ryan Kelly, Chris Kamen, Jordan Hito, and who was Henry? What was it? Zavier Henry. Yeah, Zavier Henry. And Wesley Johnson, yeah. Oh man, Jesus! I Christ. forgot some of these people existed. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is one hell of a Lakers lineup. That was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> was it? Wasn't Jeremy Lin on that team? Yeah, he came later. He came. He was on the last year of that of that era. He came. Oh, okay. He came. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Boozer and shit. Well, yeah, he was with Byron Scott. The first years was with Dan Tony. I was reading one of your tweets the other day. You said Giannis ain't raising nobody in Milwaukee. So, <laughs> yo, Swaggy, can you tell Zion doesn't like Giannis? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I rock with Giannis. I'm just saying, where do you see Giannis going? He probably go to the Warriors. Tell you, Drew. Is that you have uh, in, intel on that? That's that's what you've been hearing. Uh, no, they just seem like they get players like that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Giannis might go there. Miami is a good place. He might go. You think he will fit in Miami? Yeah, because that's like that's like a style like that. They don't got no shooters though. I feel like I feel like Jimmy. He might he Giannis might be a little too laid back for Jimmy. Might <laughs> <laughs> yell at him like he did cat. <laughs> exactly. No, Jimmy. He's pretty. Turns out, about it. Giannis is pretty chill. You know. Yeah, like so with his personality, I, I think it will fit more with like Steph and Clay and them like that. So he fits right into that position they missing too. So. Would you ever do like broadcasting? Have you seen Draymond doing the broadcasting? He keeps getting in trouble. We need like you on on these levels. <laughs> I'm scared, man. I don't want Swaggy P next to Chuck. <laughs> we what? What would what would a Swaggy P converse with Chuck uh, Charles Barkley look like on live TV? Ooh, what would we be talking about? What would be the situation though? It got to be a topic. I think I thought you know Draymond was gonna let him have it a little bit more, like he normally do. But I think he kind of went soft on Chuck. That's why they brought him there to just for him and Chuck to go back and forth. I think he's been a little soft on Chuck. Would you go at Jay- that? Yeah, but Jeremiah is a little soft. You know, Jeremiah is soft. 
That's why would, that's why I said that. So yeah, yeah. Hey, he's soft. He's soft like that. You know. Are you, are you gonna bring up rings? Because you got a ring now. Are you gonna bring up rings to Chuck if you if you if you're in debate with Chuck? <laughs> oh man, that gotta hurt Chuck. That's, everybody kills him with that. They <laughs> bring it up constantly. That got when, when Draymond subbed in for him, he wasn't on the show, and they said it was the all ring show. That's that's gotta hurt you <laughs> <deep> down. <laughs> like even Kenny, even Kenny got two. That's crazy, right? Chuck gotta do something. He gotta. Turn GM for a year. Oh man, I don't know if Charles Barkley could be an NBA GM, Swaggy. It won't be a team. Chuck thinks everybody sucks. So he thinks that, bro, he he said the Warriors suck for like four straight years. Right. <laughs> he, if he thought the Warriors sucked, here I got the quotes right here. These no tats on my right arm. It's strictly for buckets. And what I'm gonna do with that shouldn't be legal. You ask, you ask Twitter. <laughs> Hey, what I'm gonna do with this shouldn't be legal. I might be <laughs> this was back in May, peak pandemic. So you were just, but I love that you need like a book of swaggy P quotes. That's a free idea. Oh man, good idea. Five percent, five percent. I got you. Book of quotes. Swag <laughs> quotes. Yeah. I'm just looking like at your tweets. It's just, it's, it's a great time. All of our listeners, make sure you follow Swaggy on Twitter. Because it is a great time. Now nah, follow him uh, on Instagram. Because when they yes. when, when Gil pull up to the house and start stealing groceries, oh man, <laughs> that is the best content. Got for our show, man. Nick and Gil show. Gil might Gil might go to jail though. Nope. <laughs> Swaggy, I gotta ask you. You're a Bears fan, of course. Best team in football, three and zero. Best I, team in okay. football. I don't. Okay, I don't think that's a factual statement. I don't think that's a factual we statement. But the Giants. Oh, we got the. Best quarterback, man. That's all we needed. What? what? Hold up. You good, bro? What is in that Gatorade you're drinking? <laughs> That's all we needed was a quarterback. Trubisky was tripping these last two years. There ain't no. We're folks. Barely. We got folks. You almost lost to the Giants, bro. So where, where, are, the, where are the Bears at? We beat the Warriors when I was on Lakers. <laughs> they had KD and everybody. <laughs> That's true. Any any given day, you never know. Oh, what's the what's the prediction though? They uh, is that a Super Bowl team? For sure. You are lying, bro. Stop it. We got the best defense in football. I mean, best defense. good defense. Your defense is nice. I'll give you that. Swaggy, May twelfth, you tweeted that they need to sign Cam. So you you, you really like foals like that? You should have signed Cam. Yo, if you signed Cam, that that would be nice. Should have signed Cam. That would have been nice for them. They messed that up. Yeah, we that off. He didn't. We drafted Trubisky over um, what we call Mahomes. it, right? Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. crazy. Yeah, he was tripping. And Watson. And Watson. <laughs> You've been tripping for a long time, man. What's your thing, Adam? You look like you don't like football. Nah, no, no, I, I don't. I'm a Jets fan, and they fucking blow. So I mean, it's <laughs> the football, NFL season's irrelevant to me. Yeah, yeah. The Jets, man. The, he's oh, so I, he's a Jets and Knicks fan. A Knicks fan too? Well, I mean, this is the NBA man. The NBA canceled y'all out. <laughs> Pretty much. I do like y'all didn't get a good draft pick. I thought y'all would get uh, Melo. No, KD, nothing, nothing. Kyrie. The Knicks can't have nice things. So as, again, as I say all the time, if you're a Knicks fan, you just have to just 
just deal with the bullshit and the misery that comes down from ownership and just just roll with the punches because it's yeah, a like, shit show for the rest of existence. That, like y'all never get they never be like, you know, we're gonna give him a bone this year. Let's let him get number two pick or something. Yeah, it was laughable. When they when they got the number eight draft pick in the lottery, I was laughing. I was literally in tears <laughs> on my couch because nothing nice ever happens to the Knicks. Y'all got the fifth pick or sixth pick or something like that, right? No, eighth, eighth. They, they eighth. had the third they worst record the in the NBA. Record. Yeah. What was your record? I had like the second to worst next one. like 17 worst. wins and they get the eighth draft pick. Swaggy, is Melo going to be good? Yeah, I like Melo. For sure. I you think, think? Yeah, I think so for sure. He's going to be really good. He's, you not seen afraid. Him He's not afraid to, to play basketball. That's why I like. like. He plays everywhere. He don't shy away from playing, matching up against anybody. I seen that in the Drew League last year when like, you know, in the Drew League you get people that's trying to come at your neck and, you know, I think he handled himself well in front of everybody. He didn't care if the cameras was there. He always going to have cameras on him. So, yeah, it's going to be all right to me. You think he, gonna, he deserves to go number one, though? Uh, I think he should go number eight now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be wasted on the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, the Knicks would love it. The Knicks would love it. Love it. I think that would have been a perfect situation for him. They already got a point guard right now, right? No point mm. guard. Uh, well, no, they, they have trash they, point guards. Dennis Smith Jr., yikes. They don't got a whole lot of anything. Swaggy, if you want a new team, you should call the Knicks. All right, man. Yeah. Come to New York, man. Come to New York. You can start your business while you playing basketball. They don't really care about winning out there, so, you know. Right. Cool. No expectations. No expectations. I shoot. Yeah, honestly, L.A. sucks. <laughs> cool. Swaggy, we appreciate you so much for joining us. This was a blast. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Woo, Swaggy P. All those hot takes. Adam, what was Swaggy P? What was in the Gatorade bottle? Do we need to know? Well, I'll text him to find <laughs> out, yeah. Yeah, let's let's Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> I thought he was going to try to make another narc comment there, right? Okay, you saved yourself. You saved yourself. You know, Guys, that was a fun episode. I love jo- Joy. Great talking some sports. Swaggy, out of his mind. I love it. An unusual pairing, but yeah, sw- yeah, Nick Nick is always fun, and Joy is awesome to talk to. So yeah, we're big fans of the two of them. Um, and yeah, uh, Nick's little comment about D- uh, <laughs> D- uh, D'Angelo I mean, Russell was fucking hilarious. I mean, and and that's not like an edit in the no. podcast, guys. We we literally it, I, he I brought it up. It he brought it up. He brought it up, but we haven't asked it. I think we were speechless. All three of us had. Well, no, no, no it went over your two heads. I mean, it's uh, no, it did. No, it did because no, no, I, 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 yeah, yeah, we weren't expecting one hundred percent. But like, I, I dropped a story with Swaggy a couple summers ago. It, I talked to him a little bit about. It. I didn't dive too deep into it with him, but he's not. He hasn't been that unafraid to talk about. It. And plus, it's like it's like almost ancient history at this point. Yeah, it's it almost, happened so no, long 100%. ago. One hundred percent. I just was because because I had written on the thing. It was like, who's the most annoying teammate? He's gonna say Gil. But I was like, other than Gil, and I, I like that's the thing. It happened so long ago, and and D'Angelo Russell has become such a, a likable player. Well, like, but but just such a they've both everybody's moved on. So yeah. I definitely forgot about it. Literally had me floored. Great moment of the podcast. Uh, his Kyrie stuff. Woo, woo, buddy. Yeah, that uh, crazy. He didn't know what he was talking about. But <laughs> ooh, uh, Zion says that now. Once we're not on the pod. Anyone who talks. No, anyone who talks ill of your teams, you think they're just lunatics and just out of their mind. They, they don't this, know what we talk about, about the net. We, you guys say we talk about the Browns a lot. We talk about the Nets every damn podcast. Yeah, but the Nets are actually interesting. Yes, the Nets. Uh, are- the Browns are three and one, Adam, against shitty competition. Chops, perspective, pal. Come on, 
I, I literally was rooting for the Cowboys to come back just so we wouldn't have <laughs> exactly to deal yes. With you. Oh, <laughs> just I, to I see you on Twitter. So, I'm, I may have had to delete social media and called in sick to the pod if the Cowboys <laughs> came back in that game. Actually, I was I have thinking a, about. I have it. a confession to make. I mute you for the three hours the Browns are on every single Sunday. Okay, so I it has to be done. It has to be time. done. I, I figured you had me muted all the time anyway. <laughs> this man chops was screaming, Timeline real quiet. He gets muted for about a good three, <laughs> three, three and a half Timeline real quiet. Hour. If you haven't seen my instant reaction Periscope video, go watch it on my timeline. <laughs> but here's the thing. Odell Beckham Jr. has more touchdowns this season than the New York Giants have as a team. That's all. That's all. That's all. You you really stop. You need to stop comparing us. Compare it to the New York Giants. I've already admitted the Giants. I, are oh, trash. my sights are set on the future. As Joy said, she's she's believes in us. I'm gonna get Coward to come around. We, the bandwagon's filling up. The guys. Browns, the third best team in the AFC North, pal. Relax. Third best. The AFC North. The AFC North is probably the best division in football, pal. It doesn't matter. You're not okay. Third best. Yeah. Second. Okay. There's an extra wild. There's an extra wild. There is. You're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying the Browns are going to win the division. Are you sure about that? (laughs) You said they were winning the Super Bowl early this summer. (laughs) I can. I say they could probably get the 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 last wild card, sneak in, surprise everybody, and then win the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. So this guy, more lunacy. Uh, Really fun episode, long one this week. You know, we got to give you guys the content. That's just what we want to do. Word is, we have a lot of special guests uh, coming for October, September. If not our best month ever, our second best month ever, we appreciate you guys for listening every single week. Roman Reigns episode, Kevin Garnett, all that. We love y'all. Make sure you follow us all on Twitter at Pichops underscore at Adam Caparel at Zion Olajede at Complex Sports to see all the Lakers propaganda. I guarantee Zion is going to go triple-double LeBron in the finals. On Twitter, once once the Lakers win this title, oh, man. Uh, and Adam is going to have to mute Adam. And talk about muting accounts. Adam's going to mute the sports account on, on whenever the Lakers close this. Listen, out. LeBron's Thursday. been phenomenal, but Jesus Christ, you sound like a defeated man. He's been great. He's been phenomenal. phenomenal. There's all the flowers, but every goddamn post pal is about LeBron James. Every yes, post, sir. He knows a little variety. Can we get an AD post, please? I post AD. AD loves eight. What did AD, AD do in game yeah, three? So that, now, that, so now, I think his Finals MVP candidacy is now out the window. I'd rather, hey, I'd rather have him post about LeBron than Tyler Hero. So, uh, was that a little reverse racism there, pal? <laughs> All right. All on right. That note, <laughs> yeah, on that <laughs> note, we'll see you. We'll see you guys Thursday. Thursday pod with our NFL picks, and you know, uh, the finals won't be over yet, but just about know, we'll over. Talk, just about uh, over. Just about over. We'll talk everything. Uh, We appreciate y'all. Until next time. See ya. Special thanks to our producer, Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, our production manager, Chancel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests, our director of talent relations, Kristen Price-Harrell, who also gets us great guests, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Don Kwok. This is a production of Complex Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.